This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Target Field in Minneapolis. The 2019 season is underway. One game in the books. That was Thursday, the season opener. Tough one for the Indians. Couldn't get much going offensively as they were limited to just two base hits in what turned out to be a 2-0 Twins victory. But the Indians will be back at it on Saturday afternoon. If you're hearing this show prior to the game, the Indians will have Trevor Bauer on the mound against Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. And if you're catching it after the game, one more game on this season opening road swing of just three games. The Indians and the Twins on Sunday afternoon, both Saturday and Sunday, 2-10 first pitches with the pregame show getting it started at 1.35. Good show lined up for you today. Among others, we will hear from Indians pitching coach Carl Willis, the opening day starter Corey Kluber, Outfielder Jake Bowers and also Carlos Santana, who has returned to the Indians and will be their primary first baseman, at least early in the season. But we begin this week's show. We had a chance to sit down with Indians manager Terry Francona early in spring training to get his thoughts on this year's team, the potential, some of the things he he likes about spring training, and and, uh, just good conversation with Tito. And we started with some of the changes in the offseason and uh, some of the, the issues or the challenges that that could present for any manager, including the now seven-year manager of the Cleveland Indians. Every spring, even if you had 25 guys come back that were the same, every year's different. It's new. It has to be. That's the way it works, the best. Now, this year, we've had more turnover than we've had since I've been here, at least. Um, But with that, yeah, sure, you hate seeing guys go that you care about. I mean, my goodness sakes. Cody Allen and Brantley and Tomlin. I mean, you can't be with guys for six, seven years and not get close to them. But it also opens it up for new guys to come in. You know, Jake Bauer, Santana's back. We're seeing guys like Moroff and Luplo. That stuff will build up over time. Like we told him, if it happened overnight, it wouldn't mean much. So, so it takes time. And you've been in this game a long time. How, how quickly do you get used to that and accept that, hey, change in baseball, that's that's what's happening. Well, you know what, There's I've always felt like there's kind of two seasons to baseball. There's the winter, which can be kind of the business side. And then there, once you put a uniform on, 
it's the game of baseball and you're competing. Doesn't matter how much money you're making, how much money you're not making, you have to try to be better than the other team. It's just a competition, and that's the part I like. I think it was Corey Kluber who was saying earlier in the spring that the characteristics of, of these camps is attention to detail. How does that come into play? How do you make sure that happens for every camp, regardless of your Well, team? I would say two words, Brad Mills. And I mean that he spends so much time, not only early in the morning, but late at night, making sure that everybody knows where they're going and what we want to do. Because we're firm believers that if you don't know, you might as well send them home. If, you, if you're unorganized, you might as well just send the guys home. When you look at, uh, at the team, strengths, weaknesses, perceived anyway, uh, you have that good starting pitching. I think every manager in baseball would love that. Uh, can you explain it in your terms how important that is and why it's such a key? Well, I, I can go back 20 years ago and probably explain it better. When I was with the Phillies and we were kind of getting beat up, we'd go down to Atlanta and have a tough time. Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox, uh, Millwood, they had a chance every night. We're running out guys that are very similar, Carrasco, Bauer, um, Klubes. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Clev turned into a 200-inning pitcher last year. Bieber looking like he wants to be really good. So every night we go out, our guys know that we should have a chance to win the game. We don't have to do something special. We, we just need to play the game right, and we should have a chance to win. It seems like the game's changing in terms of reliever usage. Uh, openers were used last year, that type of thing. But will it always be come back to starting pitching, you think? I think, one, if you don't have starting pitching, you're in trouble. But also think that if you go through the whole year, if you're short somewhere, it's going to show itself. Whether it's your bullpen or, you know, defensively or whatever, you, you can't be short in an area because it's just too long a year, you play too many games, it'll rear its head. Bullpen-wise, some, some new names are in camp. Uh, what do you like about what you've seen so far? And I know it's early in terms of games, but what do you like in terms of the players here? Well, what I think our guys did a good job of was kind of quietly bringing some guys in to compete. Um, it might not have made the big splash on the, you know, on the ESPN Sports Center, but they're guys that are that can help us win games. Now, it's really hard to get a good evaluation in spring training. There's no getting around that. So we're going to have to kind of be on our toes and and make good evaluations and try to make good judgments because it's going to be difficult because you're looking at some guys are going to be five, six outings before they have outs in their contract. So, you know, you tell them the first two or three, they're just getting their legs under them. So you're maybe basing it on two or three innings. That could be difficult. Uh, of the new players, position players, on, on the young side of things is Jake Bowers. And I know at the time of the trade, front office very excited about it. What has you excited about him? Well, he's so young. He's been young everywhere along the way. And he's kind of starting to, you know, at some point you're going to see him catch up. You know, last year's batting average was low, but he's great power, you know, RBI production. He has versatility defensively, really good actions at first, and he's got a ton of pop in his bat. It'll be real interesting to see as he progresses where it goes. You know, we said the same thing with Lindor with Ramirez. You don't know where that's going to go, but it's going to be fun to watch and see. You mentioned Lindor and Ramirez, obviously backbones of that lineup. Um, how exciting has it been to, to see what they've become? I think Lindor you knew, 
Uh, Ramirez, maybe some people knew, but it's been fun to watch. You know, I, and that's I, I probably why I feel the need to remind people. I, I love talking about Frankie, but I want to make sure that they're talking about Hosey too because Hosey has been one of the top handful of players in baseball now for the last couple of years, and I don't see that going away. Now, Frankie, they're, they're together, they're, they're the, I mean, my goodness sakes. It, they, they're everything you want. They love playing. They never want a day off. You know, they can beat you any, in a number of different ways, and they enjoy playing the game. You mentioned earlier about uh, a lot of the, the turnovers, some players leaving that, that were such a big part of this. Leadership, uh, too much worry about that? Is that something that, that's going to happen over time? You know what, Rosie? I think too much can be made of it. I also think if you don't do it right, it can get in the way because it's not something you can measure, but it is important. We're together so much that you have to fight through adversity in our game. We, we see it all the time. And if you aren't able to do that, or the team that does it the best is usually a team that gives themselves the best chance to win. I do think our guys know the difference between right and wrong. And I do think that you don't anoint leaders. I think you, you try to be the best teammate you can and over time, leaders emerge naturally, not by just anointing somebody. Indians have been really good for a long stretch now. I mean, six years in, in this game seems like an eternity. Uh, I know in the offseason, a lot of the fans were concerned about what's going on and, and things like that. But um, you've been in it for a long time. You've been here for a couple of weeks now to see this club. What has you excited about this year's team to get back? Well, there's always that excitement to see how good you can get. Um, you know, I thought Kristen Cherney did a really good job of explaining where we were as an organization. We're trying not to ever take that big step backwards. Nobody wants to do that. We're always trying to get better. Being in a market like Cleveland, you've got to make some adjustments. So they, I thought they did a great job. Our goals will never change. There'll never be an excuse for us losing a game, something that happened in the offseason. But you also have to be realistic where you are. And like Chris said, we don't want to take that big jump back where it takes two, three years to come back. Always the glass is half full for Tribe Manager Terry Francona. He has done some great work with this club since he took over as the team's manager in 2013. No American League ball club has won more games than the Indians during that stretch. That includes three division titles. They're gunning for a fourth, and there will be some challenges, especially early this season as the Indians have had that injury bug hit. And uh, they'll have to get through that here in the month of April and perhaps beyond to uh, see if they can steady themselves and, and play some good baseball and stay in the hunt, so to speak, as this team gels over the course of the early months of the season. Stay with us. When we come back, we will hear from Indians pitching coach Carl Willis talking about the pitching staff next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. you got to put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhaus back with you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians are taking on the Twins this season opening weekend. Always fun to join pitching coach Carl Willis and talk baseball. And uh, we were chatting with Carl prior to this series beginning about the starters in this series, but also the starting rotation as a whole and any team that can roll out Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco, Mike Clevenger, and Shane Bieber. Well, for a pitching coach, that is a great situation. Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, one thing we do here that, that is really special, and I've actually had pitching coaches from other teams say they have tried to get it to happen uh, with their clubs, and, and they just can't. You know, the pitchers, I don't know if they refuse to do it or are uncomfortable doing it, but, you know, our starters every day, uh, with the exception of the starter who's starting the game that night, you know, they come out and they watch, um, you know, their teammates. If, if Trevor Bauer's throwing a bullpen, um, you know, we'll have Clevenger and Kluber and Carrasco. Uh, they'll be in the bullpen watching his pen and, and you know, maybe Bieber starting that night. So um, they watch each other. They help each other. Uh, you know, I, I think in a sense they, they compete with each other. And really because of how well they perform, they hold each other to a very high standard because – it's not only our expectations, and it's not only fans' expectations, but it's their expectations. You know, in a very professional way, I think they know how good they are, and they know, um, you know, they have the ability to go out and, and give us an opportunity to win each and every night, and, and that's a very comforting feeling, particularly for our manager. The bullpen, last year there were some challenges out there for sure. Uh, this year, a lot of familiar names, but, but some new faces too, but... Um, what do you see in terms of improvement as you got through this spring, even from some names who were here a year ago that, that are back and, and looking to have a good season? Well, you know, first and foremost, I think it was really important, helpful for us to have Brad Hander. Uh, you know, we acquired him last year. Obviously, everyone knows at the All-Star break, he pitched very, very well for us. Um, you know, he is our closer. But just for us to, you know, in a, in a more um, relaxed setting in spring training, get to talk with them how he likes to do things how he likes to attack we've had meetings with each individual pitcher and our catchers uh, so that we're being assured that we're all on the same page as to how our guys like to attack and what they like to do um, and Brad's been very good this spring in, in doing that we feel great about him being our closer Danny Otero comes to mind he's he's uh, always been known as you know a sinker ball pitcher and 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 everybody looks for the sink and I, and I think you, you may see a little bit different approach from him this year we we saw it during spring training it was very very effective um feel like it's that will be the case as the season begins obviously hitters will take note and start to make adjustments and you know we will adjust to their adjustments so uh, that's good simber gives us a great look um you know with a different slot a lower slot and um you know, probably not a guy in leverage situation that Tito's really going to want facing a left-handed hitter, but he was very, very effective against lefties this year, um, particularly with changing some of his, his attack that that I think really he did in San Diego and got away from it a little bit when he came here last year, and that was totally due to our unfamiliarity with him and, and our catchers not being familiar with him. Um, Oliver Perez, you know, it's it's just been a joy to work with him, uh, what he brings to the team in terms of being a teammate, how he competes, and the ability to get not just the, the best lefties out in the league, but to hold his own against right-handers, which he did very well last year. Um, 
Olsen had a great spring. Um, dominated left-handed hitters. That's going to be his primary role. And, and then you look at Neil Ramirez and John Edwards. Um, very similar into how they attack with uh, big fastballs and and, uh, and a couple of plus breaking pitches. Um, so we feel good about them. The, the, the group as a whole, while we don't have uh, a couple of the names we've had in the past, uh, I think we feel very, very strongly about them. Um, our challenge is to find out what role they're going to best fit in because many of them are young experience-wise in the major leagues and um, maybe don't have a lot of experience pitching that eighth inning trying to hold a one-run lead to hand the ball over the Brad hand. So um, that's our challenge. We don't have much length in the pen uh, to start. So um, I don't know that it's perfect, but I know we feel very, very good about the members of our bullpen. And you had some depth seemingly in, in spring training that that's going to open the season at Columbus and the pen seems to be that one area of a club where you do have that shuttle a little bit mm -hmm. to, to keep arms fresh and do you feel good about the the reinforcements down below well we do listen Nick Whitgren who we acquired from Florida um, really he, he he did nothing to not make our club you just you can't take everybody and um, he he was outstanding and we feel very very strongly um, that he's going to help our bullpen at some point uh, and probably be a big, big part of it. Um, and, and Nick Goody uh, has recovered from his surgery. And, you know, he's another guy who really, uh, he had a good spring. He didn't do anything to not make the club. But honestly, in fairness to Nick and to the club, you know, here's a guy who's thrown eight innings of spring training baseball, and that's the only innings he's thrown since the 12th of May last year. So... Really, the feeling is um, to kind of get him on a schedule to pitch a little bit more in AAA to really tighten those last couple of things up that that he needs to, and um, and we feel like you know he's a guy that could come in uh, and fill a leverage situation for us. So uh, it, it's comforting to know we have people of that caliber uh, in AAA, and 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 a couple other non-roster guys. So AJ Cole had a tremendous spring. He's going to be in Columbus. Uh, Tyler Clippard. Um, whom, you know, had an unfortunate injury. Fortunately, it wasn't a serious injury. Um, I think he's a guy we're excited about, a veteran guy who's going to step in and help us at some point as well. So, um, again, maybe not the marquee names that we've seen in the past, but, but guys who definitely uh, have the potential to, to do the job. That's Indians pitching coach Carl Willis. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians opening day starter Corey Kluber after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. <laughs>
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians are taking on the Twins this weekend now after the opener on Thursday, a 2-0 Minnesota win. And uh, we always remind you, several great ways to pick up our show each week. And Tribe Talk is a weekly year-round program that airs on the Indians radio network. And uh, this week, it comes down the line just prior to the Indians game against the Twins on Saturday afternoon. Your local station may run it at a different spot. You can get it anytime at Indians.com. They have all the archived editions there. And also as a podcast on Apple iTunes. Go to the Cleveland Indians section, and uh, they'll have it right there for you. And, of course, all the archived editions are right there, too. So a lot of ways to pick up Tribe Talk on a weekly basis. Well, Corey Kluber made the start on Thursday, and he was tremendous again on opening day, but did not come away with a win. He threw seven innings, allowed just two runs on four base hits, but on a day where the Indians managed just two hits, he came away with the loss on opening day. But uh, certainly doesn't dampen his enthusiasm for the season. He's coming off a 20-win campaign. He's won two Cy Young Awards. But when we caught up with Kluber in Texas for the Indians' last exhibition series and uh, had a chance to talk to him about opening day and the honor that that is, uh, boy, he seemed to be in a good place heading into this season. And uh, we began by talking about opening day and, and whether or not it means much to him as someone who really stays locked in in the moment. Yeah, it's it's definitely an honor. Um, you know, it's always it's always fun to get the season going again, and you know, you've, you've spent the last month and a half in spring training, and so everybody's kind of got that itch to start playing games that really matter and stuff. Um, so opening day is a fun time, regardless of whether you're you're playing or you're in the dugout. Um, but you know, it, it is just the first of 162 games, and hopefully more after that. When you look at, at having some experience at it now, is it helpful? having been through some of the different things that go on opening day that could upset a routine? Does it make a difference that, that you've done it several times now? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, it's not... There's not a whole lot that really messes up your routine as the starting pitcher because you don't have to be out there for introductions, that kind of stuff. You know, really the only thing that, that ever gets in the way kind of is when they have the big flag on the field and you got a long toss around it. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it, you you're pretty much able to prepare the, the same way you would with, with any of your other starts. When you look at your spring, seems like everything went really smooth. And, and how is it, in your opinion, now that you're done with it and getting ready for the open? I agree, yeah. It, it went the way that that the plan had laid out for it. Um, you know, got got in a couple starts, a couple IBPs before, you know, we actually got into to real spring training games. Um, and I think that, you know, the purpose of that was to, number one, control volume, and number two, to to have a chance to work on things you really wanted to work on in that controlled setting. Um, yeah, and I think we accomplished that. And then whenever I got into real games, I felt like I was, you know, where I wanted to be. Um, obviously, you know, you're still working on stuff, still spring training, you're trying to get ready and, and be where you want to be for when the regular season rolls around. But I feel like the stage that I'm at now is ready for the season. So ultimately, you know, spring training was a success. How much have your spring trainings changed from earlier in your career, say, when, when you were trying to make a ball club, which seems like a while ago, but really isn't that, that long ago? It's different for sure. I mean, obviously, if you're trying to make the team, you know, you got to hit the ground running, so to speak, in spring training. Uh, you don't have the, the luxury of getting to throw in, in games on the side or working on certain things you want to work on. You know, you're, you're trying to go out there and compete from day one and and get outs and, and hopefully, you know, impress people enough to, to earn a spot on the team. And 
once you've once you've gotten to the stage where you, you don't have to go through that anymore, I think it's a little bit more. I don't want to say relaxed because you're still working on stuff, but there's not that same pressure from day one of spring training. You know, you can kind of you have a plan on how you want to approach it, and you know kind of what where you want to be when the season gets there. So you have you have that in the back of your mind. And you can work towards that instead of having to feel like you know you got to be ready to go right from the first day. Season after season, the Indians have really leaned on you for innings, and and usually if you get those innings, that the results are really really good. Uh, what does it take to going into a season, both physically and mentally, to, to know that, hey, if, if things go well, I'm going to be up over 200 innings and, and it's going to be a real busy year? Um, you know, I think it's just preparation. You know, preparation during the off season, preparation the four days in between starts. Um, you know, just being being ready and doing the, the necessary things that probably aren't always the most fun things to do, but it's the stuff that's going to hopefully keep you on the field and allow you to to make starts and, and be consistent within those starts. You face the Minnesota Twins in the opener, and it's, it's fun for us to look at other teams in the division and think, well, maybe this team's a challenger, maybe that team is. Do you ever look at that, or, or do you just focus on, on this ball club and what you do? Yeah, I think that, you know, regardless of whether it's a team that people feel like they've made progress or people feel like they've taken a step back. I think that as players, we have to approach every game as, you know, each team's the same, each team is a challenge. And because I think when you don't do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, the second you kind of take your foot off the gas pedal because you're facing a team that's perceived to not, you know, be up to the level you are, uh, you know, any, anybody can win baseball any day, you know, that all those cliches, but it's true. I mean, if you don't take a team seriously, uh, you know, you're not setting yourself up for success, I guess. And how about the Indians? Uh, a different spring in terms of who's here, and uh, you've gotten through it now, and obviously that was a big topic in, in the off season. but you get through the spring and, and you see what club you have going into the season. Obviously the starters are still really, really good. What do you like about the rest of the club heading in? Yeah, I mean, we have some new faces uh, but I don't think that it's changed the way that the organization approaches things the way that we want to we want to play baseball the, the way that we're going to you know go out and win games I think that all that stuff you know stays the same you, you try to play the game the same way and so so in that sense I don't think that the the changes the new faces are as drastic as maybe they're made out to be um, yes it's new players you know, in some new environment, things like that. But I think that ultimately you still have the the culture of the team that that's consistent. And then from that point, it's just a matter of, of building that identity with different guys. Well, the journey is getting started in Minneapolis. And, Corey, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's Indian starting pitcher Corey Kluber, who got the nod in the opener for a fifth consecutive time. And uh, you're starting to reach rarefied air in Indians history when you can do that. He's the first to make five opening day starts since C.C. Sabathia back in the early 2000s. Stay tuned. We'll come back and uh, hear from two of the position players for the Indians this season, Jake Bowers and Carlos Santana. That's as Tribe Talk rolls on right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to 
stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.
Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Target Field in Minneapolis, where the Indians are taking on the Minnesota Twins this weekend. And back in the lineup at first base, for the most part, is Carlos Santana. He went away for a year, signed as a free agent with the Phillies last year, played in Philadelphia, and uh, then traded in the offseason twice. And that second time, it meant a return to Cleveland, where he has had the best years of his career was a major, major factor in the 2016 World Series team with a career best 34 home runs that year. He drove in 87. And the Indians are looking for that kind of production. Quite frankly, they need that kind of production from Carlos Santana this season. We covered a lot of ground with Santana, who has a big day coming up next week. He's going to take his test and try and become a U.S. citizen, which is just a tremendous undertaking for him, but uh, something very important to him. We'll talk to him about that in just a little bit. But first, his return to Cleveland, what it means to him to be back with the Indians. Uh, yeah, so my heart is in Cleveland, and, 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 I'm, and I'm so excited and, and proud. So back to, to my sweet home. You know, I love here, and, and, and I hope finish my career here. So... I mean, I'm happy for that and excited for with the season come. And it seems like you, you fit right back in with, with old friends. And was that a, a big comfort level coming back to the Indians? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel so great. Um, I feel like m my family here. And, you know, and I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited and I come back and, 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 and play to the organization. And he's great, you know, so... I lose only one year with the team, and, and Gab, and Gab, give me opportunity to come back. Uh, Chris and Mike and Tito, they want me, and I'll be here. You had a good spring, it seemed like, mm -hmm. and obviously sometimes it's, it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the regular season. But what were some of the things that you were happy about this spring? I mean, confident, confident, comfortable, uh, and I know have um, last year he's hard, hard for me. You know, and I'm working hard. I'm working hard and and and, and looking out has growing in spring and you know, and I'm preparing for the season. So uh, um, and we see what happens. I try to more help the more what I can help to my team and 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 we see what happens, you know, and I'm so excited and 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 we see, we see. Your hitting approach uh, pretty much the same or have you made some adjustments on, on some things that you want to try and do this season? I mean and I'm changing change couple things I'm thinking I'm working hard the off season about my swing uh, uh, not try too much and, and, and using all the field so I changed a couple points and he helped me a lot about hit. Carlos Santana joining us off the field Next week, potentially, uh, you have a chance to become a U.S. citizen. I know uh, April 2nd is a big day for you, potentially. Uh, explain why you felt that was important to become a U.S. citizen. Very important. You know, um, <clears throat> my kid, my wife, they they from here. So I'm proud. And, and also, um, I mean, and I'm proud for 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 doing president to the USA and, and you know and I live here so I want to come to and I'm, I want to like uh, pass I mean to the USA so 
and I'm so excited, a little nervous, but happy, happy. And we see, we see, uh, 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 you know, my life is here. My family, they they from here. So that's why I'm taking the opportunity. Uh, you know, everybody knowing I live here and, and, and I'm so excited, I'm so excited. And we see what happens. What's more difficult, preparing for a season on the field, hitting, all that stuff, fielding, or preparing for the test that, that you'll need to pass in the interview? I mean, time for time. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm the guy, um, if I'm working, you know, I know I have to take, take care of my job, you know. I'm separating. He's different mentally. Um, the resident is for, for one time. So, baseball is every day. So, especially, and I had to be responsibility. Um, held to my team and, and and play here. So, I mean, he's he's not like, I mean, and I'm focused more baseball to 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 make it to the resident to the USA. But excited, excited for that. The season starting this weekend. Um, you were here for a, a great stretch in Indians history, a, a World Series appearance, and then uh, some great times in 2017 as well. Uh, as you look at this team coming together, uh, what do you see that that has you excited about this season, team-wise? Excited, excited. You know, um, I know, and everybody know, and 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 the couple couple player like they they hurt, but this matter, you know, Lindor he coming, and Jose he have a little problem for the lay, but he's good, but. <clears throat> We had two great team and we're fighting. We're fighting every day. Uh, uh, the starting pitcher is the best in the league. Uh, you know, and see with the energy, he's fine. He's good. Everybody excited. Um, I know a couple of players they hurt, but they come back. They come back and, and come in. A strong for help to the team. So. We see, we see, and I'm excited, and, and we we had to big responsibility uh, making to the World Series again. So the fans they had to um, wait for that, and we come this year. We have to great team, and we competition, we play hard, we fighting, and and we making good. We making good year. Great to have you back. Thanks. Thank you very much. That is Carlos Santana. Always fun to visit with Carlos. And uh, boy, just talking to Terry Francona the other day about having him back, and he says it, it's just great to have him back. He brings a little life to the clubhouse, uh, a fun person to be around, and certainly someone he likes to pencil into that lineup on a daily basis. Another hitter who could be in that lineup on just about a daily basis is Jake Bowers, still very young by Major League standards, only 23 years of age. We saw him in left field in the opener. And uh, he'll spend some time there, also play some first base. And uh, Bowers, last year with Tampa Bay, 11 homers, 48 runs driven in, mainly in the second half of the season. And now he's with a new organization. And we had a chance to visit with him prior to the opener and talk to him about a variety of subjects, including how his spring went and how he feels things are going so far with the Indians. You hope and believe that it's for a reason, and they tell you that it's it's for a reason, and that they believe in you. And then uh, to see that kind of, you know, shown through actions more than words is uh, it means a lot. So to be here, um, you know, 
March 27th and in the opening day lineup on the opening day roster, it's uh, it's a big deal. And when you look at at spring training, uh, you mentioned you were hoping things would be the the way it was mentioned when when the trade first happened. It would seem easy to say that every spring training is the same no matter who you're with, but are there subtle differences that, that maybe you saw this year? Um, it was really different for me. Um, you know, they said coming in, hey, you know, we don't know what position you're going to play yet, but as far as, you know, what we want to see from you, we just want you to get ready for the season. And so it was really like a different mindset for me where, you know, I had I had time to figure some things out, stick with some changes I made, um, nail down an approach, and I, I didn't have to be, you know, I don't want to say I didn't have to be good, but I didn't have to worry about being good at first. You know, it was more about what do I need to do now to make sure I'm ready when, you know, the end of March and April roll around. We talked after the trade about swing adjustments in the wintertime, some things you wanted to get to. Were you able to stay with that during spring training while you're trying to impress a new team? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, definitely proud to have, to have stuck with some changes I made. Um, it's not always easy when, you know, you're pounding balls into the ground at first because your timing's off to uh, want to switch things up and, and maybe make a couple changes. But, you know, stuck with it, kept working, got my timing back, and uh, let those adjustments play out. And, uh, you know, I've never really felt better at the plate. You're with a new team, obviously, and, and a team with high expectations. You were with a pretty good ball club a year ago in Tampa Bay. What do you like about this team heading into the season that, that has it pointed towards success? Yeah, um, Really fundamentally solid. Um, I think we're going to be great on defense. Obviously, our, our rotation is great. Um, and then on offense, we got a lot of guys who are going to get on base. And I think to make things happen in this game, you need people on base. And you need some guys who can run a little bit. And, uh, you know, we definitely have that. And uh, so I think when you have that, you're, you're going to be an exciting team to watch while also winning some games. That's Jake Bowers, Indians outfielder on opening day. He'll play some first base. And the Indians hoping he brings some thunder to the plate as well. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Always great to have you with us. We'll join you next week from back home at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians will be in the midst of their first homestand. They'll be playing the Blue Jays next Saturday when we record this show and air it for you, so we hope you can join us then, certainly. I want to thank Brian Matze, as always, for putting together our show each week. This is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.